three, two, one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the break room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today's Sunday, July 11th, and I want to welcome you guys back to the break room podcast, the number one investing and finance podcast for your top stock updates, market news, and general financial information. I'm your host, Sebastian Ruiz. Welcome back, y'all. We got the Instagram live cracking right now, and we got our special episode 60. I'm so happy to announce that we are 60 episodes deep into this amazing endeavor. I love making content and doing research for y'all every single week, and I'm just so grateful and excited for our future moving forward with this podcast. So hopping right into it, um, we'll get into what's going on this week on the market, uh, the week of July 12th. It's actually my dad's birthday this Sunday, so shout out to you, Pops. Love you. But in general, what's going on this week? So this week we have CPI numbers coming out, and what is the CPI? So the Consumer Price Index data uh, for the whole majority of uh, world economies are coming out, and the CPI in general measures the changes in prices paid for consumers' goods and services. Now, this pretty much reflects patterns of spending and consuming for the two different population groups. And what is important about these CPI numbers coming out is that the big fear right now going on uh, with the retail investor space is inflation. You know, we've come out of the pandemic, so now most people are paying attention to inflation, how the Fed is regulating interest rates, and where we're going to go from here. So either the CPI numbers that are going to come out are going to assure investors of current inflation levels and, um, you know, the liquidity of the dollar staying stable, or if if we see more inflation, we're going to see more um, interest rates. It's often used... Uh, to make adjustments to avoid inflation-induced increases in tax rates. Um, Employers specifically use CPI to make wage adjustments, Um, and we know right now that there's been a uh, pressure on employers to get that uh, minimum wage up and ensure that the cost of living stays uh, fairly fair. But uh, not to worry, Uh, inflation insights could scare some investors, corporations, or institutions But in reality, the consumer price index most significantly affects fixed income streams such as bonds or different sort of uh, yields. But regarding that, that's pretty much a lot of what we have going on this week as well as some banking earnings and some different earnings, but nothing that we're going to be mentioning. Uh, Our main focus today, as you guys know, uh, today we had a launch by Virgin Galactic uh, by Sir Richard Branson, their founder and billionaire. Uh, with a crew, they had a test flight up to space and they beat Jeff Bezos to it. Uh, but today, actually, we're going to be talking about a completely different uh, company, actually a competitor in this uh, sp- emerging new space sector that uh, we've been seeing with competitors such as SpaceX, Virgin Galactic, like I said, who held their first uh, very good test flight uh, earlier today. Uh, but this company that we're going to be talking about today, guys, Uh, has a different focus and a different business plan and they are striving to be the most profitable company in this super expensive sector. So today we're going to be talking about Astrospace, ticker symbol ASTR. So Astrospace company is a a company that just went public under the NASDAQ uh, through a a SPAC merger and is now listed under the ticker ASTR. Not to name drop, but uh, Bill Gates is a big backer in this company. 
Um, if that means anything to me, it doesn't really because I'm much more excited about uh, their plans and their management moving forward. But if that means anything to y'all, Bill Gates is a big fan and a big uh, backer of Astra. Um, they're a key player, like I said, in this new aerospace sector that's really coming out very, very hot and emerging within the next five to ten years. Uh, and according to their CEO, Chris Kemp, uh, former CTO at NASA, Astra's main goal is to provide and have the highest margins and most profitable company in this sector. Now, y'all could probably imagine that building rockets and sending rockets up to space are very expensive, and you'd probably be right about that because you can't really, at this moment, there's no technology to reuse a rocket that has been fully exerted and sent up into orbit. So... Astra aims to be the most profitable company in this sector by what means? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all. Instead of using carbon fiber, a very expensive uh, material, and one of the materials that actually has been getting more expensive, similar to copper, which is what we talked about last episode, mentioning some industrial companies, Astra has been using um, some high-resistance aluminum to reduce manufacturing time, costs, and increase their productivity. The company's been around for four years, and Astra's had to prove in those four years that they have the capabilities and they have the manpower and the facilities to be able to compete in this sector with their big players such as SpaceX, Rocket Lab, and Virgin Galactic that have already been in the sector uh, between five and ten years and have been prepping, production, have been pretty much planning to now start getting launches uh, going starting this year and into next year. Astra's been in the market for four years, SpaceX has been in the market for seven years, Rocket Lab for 12 years, and Virgin Galactic now has their first successful space launch after 13 years. So why am I saying all this? Well, I'm going to put up an image that shows y'all how long it took these companies to, to reach a successful test launch. And as you can see, it took Astra the shortest amount of time to 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 send a rocket up to space now it wasn't completely successful it did not fully go into orbit as they had that that was their very first test flight but ceo chris kemp has now said that the only thing that restricted them from going into orbit was the mix between the the thruster fluid and the fuel in the fuel tank so so since then they have been trying to get past that problem upgrade their rocket into their series four which is going to have their very first test launch this summer so even though it is a relatively new company astra is showing promise and is on the pursuit to perfect this fuel ratio and perfect their rockets as they every few months they've been updating their rockets from the 3.0 started this year now on the 3.3 and set to debut their 4.0 rocket in august as of now Astra has about $150 million in contracted unearned revenue, have about 100 spacecrafts in the backlog, and have 50 unofficial launches under their belt. Now, these aren't launches into orbit. These are just launches to test uh, rockets. You know, rockets can be very... They're not very reliable products, I would say. I mean, not until they're perfected. Uh, we've definitely seen our fair share of... Um, horrible incidents when it comes to rockets but I'm very I feel very comfortable as investing in Astra just because they are taking the time to really get those launches under their belt make sure that their manufacturer and their their manufacturing and supply chain is very solid as well as getting those fuel and thruster ratios down because that 
the end of the day, that's the most important thing. The stability of the rocket and the safety of the crew. So as I mentioned before, the 3.3 series rocket is now set to debut and moving along into their 4.0 rocket, which is going to be the rocket to test on their first client customer launch. It's going to be with three private customers and it's going to occur towards the end of 2021. Now, looking forward ahead, um, we know the space industry is not an industry that at the moment is going to be profitable. Um, most of these companies are set to be profitable let in less than five years time before 2025. So just looking into a five year time frame for Astra, as we said, their goal is to be the most comfort, comfortable and affordable way for governments, private groups and clients to get to space. And they're going to be affordable by reducing their costs and increasing those margins. Um, they've, their, their plan is to achieve this, uh, because their final production and final final um, cost for each rocket is just under two million dollars per launch, which is at the moment the cheapest in this sector. Uh, focusing on efficiency, productivity, and profitability, Astrian now has begun to seek automation within their next five-year time period. This is a very realistic goal for CEO Chris Kemp, as this is all different ways to enhance their. Mar- enhance their margin and reduce costs anywhere they can. After all, like we've said before, space is a very, very expensive business. So I have here a timeline of Astra's five-year time frame, but while we're looking at that, I wanted to list off to y'all actually why personally I'm so comfortable investing in Astra. And as I said in the beginning, it's not that this is backed by Bill Gates, is the team and the heads and the minds, the human beings that are working in the factories, planning this project and really developing this very, very, very efficient business plan. Shout out to the live. We got the IG live rocking right now. So happy to have y'all here. If you haven't followed already, make sure to follow the Break Room Pod on IG. I'm going to have all the links down below in the comments section. And if you've made it this far, might might as well go give it a subscribe, a like, a comment, and turn on your post notifications. This is our big episode 60 special. This took me a lot of research, big, deep dive into this brand new sector, this exciting sector. And I'm here for y'all every single week to give you guys interesting news, not just the hot stocks that are hot on Wall Street bets or Robin Hood or pump stocks. I mean, I'm I'm excited about this sector. You know, space travel has always been exciting to me and and I'm a forward looking investor and I'm excited to invest in things that uh get my blood pumping. So the management behind Astra. Why should we feel so hopeful? Well their founder, chairman and CEO Chris Kemp led Astra's overall strategy. As I said before He previously served as the chief technical officer at NASA and founded OpenStack. At NASA, he had partnerships with Google and Microsoft and also helped create Google Moon and Mars, along with working in the White House to develop cloud computing for the U.S. federal government. Moving into their current CTO, uh, which is the position Chris Kemp held prior uh, when he was still at NASA, uh, Astra's CTO, Dr. Adam London, is leading Astra's technology and their long-term product strategy, specifically regarding their rocket development. Uh, Before Astra, he founded Ventions and invented miniature rocket technology in partnership with NASA and DARPA. Adam also received his 
bachelor's, his master's, and his doctorate in aerospace engineering from MIT, where his cultivated research in the creation of the world's smallest liquid-cooled chemical rocket engine uh, came to be through his research at MIT. Their chief officer, Benjamin Lyon, is handling all manufacturing launches and test operations. He previously spent over 20 years manufacturing hardware at Apple, where he held the role as senior director of special group projects. Kellen Brannon is, is Astra's CFO. Uh, she's a 35-year finance veteran, experienced leading companies through success, successful IPO. She was also Amazon.com's first chief accounting officer and head of finance. So having somebody like this who has an experience in such a big company such as Amazon makes me feel real comfortable as a finance head to have her running the books and taking care and being as efficient as possible for CEO Chris Kemp's goal of high margins, high productivity, and efficiency. And this is what I'm very hopeful for. We also have uh, their chief engineer off chief engineering officer for advanced tech is actually Christopher Thompson. And if you guys haven't heard this name before, Chris Thompson was actually the co-founder of SpaceX and held leadership and board roles at Virgin Orbin, Virgin Galactic, and Boeing. He also is a proud service member of the Marine Corps as a helicopter crew. He has his BS in aerospace engineering from Cal State and an AMP license from Emory-Riddle. So, Chris Thompson co-founded SpaceX, a competitor, has worked with Virgin Galactic and Boeing, and is now in a very, very lead role in Astra to help this company catch up to the rest of the competition, but not catch up in a negative connotation, catch up and be the most efficient, the most profitable company in this sector. Last thing I wanted to touch on is their VP of Operations, uh, Bryson Gentle. He previously led manufacturing teams at SpaceX for the Falcon 9 rocket, where he accelerated rocket production, reliability, and reusability. These are all the big R's that Chris Kemp has been preaching for Astra's long-term planning. And just this board, ma this management team that I've just listed off here is full of such great minds with such great experience. I personally don't know who wouldn't be comfortable investing into Astra. So now that we talked about management, we've talked about their long year, five year term, we've talked about their goals and their production. Uh, now we're going to look into valuation. My personal price target by 2025 is that of 75 to $100 a share. By then, um, looking into some valuations, Astra believes that it will be profitable by 2024 with positive cash flows and revenue streams. And by 2025, we should be almost According to Astra's five-year time frame, we should be into daily launches, which is uh, reckons with that price target. But given their first commercial year on the books to be 2022, which is next year, and given the space industry is very new and we are seeing some competitors having more launches, my price target uh, for a year from now, summer of 2022, is going to be at a very moderate $25 a share. Just because this is a very new sector, a very new industry, and since this will be their first commercial year doing monthly launches, uh, I'm very hopeful that by the time 2022 starts, Astro will be pushing towards $20 and start uh, showing more momentum into 2022 as their monthly customer queues are lining up to get launches set and up, up and going.
So, episode 60 of the Break Room Podcast. I know we only had one pick this week, but I want to keep these videos more short and concise for y'all and uh, give you guys that quick quick info, quick learning, and uh, give you guys that quick content so you guys can uh, bounce in and out, come check back out every single week. Uh, episode 60. I want to thank y'all so much for checking back into the Break Room. Now make sure to go clock back in, and we'll catch you guys next week on the next episode. Peace.